Welcome once again, baseball fans. It is time for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir. Pretty good, Tucker. How are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. Good win for the Falcons last night here in Atlanta, yeah? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, you know, good signs. Defense looked good for some of it. <laughs> yeah. So, bodes well they for the They looked much improved. Look much improved. Well, all right. So football is back, but baseball is getting to its premier event. So we're going to talk pennant races today and uh, then get into the the uh, conversation and debate about innings limits. So, Coach, um, we got three weeks left in the regular season. Um, as you look across the landscape, what are you thinking in this moment for who's going to be in October and who will not? Oh, well... Aside from the obvious ones, like the National League is just boring. Right. The Nash- well, no, because the, the we don't know that the Cardinals are going to host now. I mean, uh, the Pirates have you know made that somewhat of a race, and um, that's putting a little bit of uh, life into it. It is uh, also the Dodgers are really surging. They have quite. I mean, they have a large lead, but they are becoming the dominant team that. A team with two pitchers like that should be right, and uh, and without you know Yasiel Puig and without um, you know some of the their big ticket players, they're doing they're bringing up like Seager. This, right. oh, Seager, they, yeah, he's been unbelievable. So uh, and Gonzalez has really played well uh, of late. Yeah, yeah. So. if Jock Peterson could round back into shape, yeah. then yeah, that would that would continue that. But I mean, yeah. So the Pirates, and but is that the Pirates surging as much as the Cardinals have just hit their finally hit up. a falter? Um, it could. Well, I, it, it's tough to say. That's a very good division. You know, the, I uh, you have um, it, it's all three of those teams are very good. But uh, you're right. There is no question as to which teams will participate in the National League. Uh, I mean, it's next to impossible to see either the Nationals or the Giants coming uh, or the Diamondbacks uh, making a push at this point. Right. So, um, you know, we got uh, uh, the Mets um, clearly ahead. You got the Dodgers clearly ahead. Um, And then, you know, so with that central, how do you think it it shakes out? You know, I think it'll shake out the way it is right now. It'll be uh, Cardinals, Pirates, and Cubs. Uh, I will never bet against the Cardinals if you know, uh, right? But um, the um, although I'd like to, and I would like to see the Pirates win, and next I would like to see the Cubs win. You know, but uh, the um, I know that the that playoff game with Arietta and. Uh, and well, I would assume Cole would be one heck of a game. Oh yeah, and I mean, it, it, do you how how much are you putting on home field advantage in that game? Because if it's in Chicago, that's going to be ridiculous. I've heard. I think it was Arietta actually pitches better on the road. Hmm. Uh, is but it would be sure we want to see another playoff game at Wrigley. Oh sure, you know. But now, let me ask you this. With all those young kids on the Cubs and just the amount of pressure that would come from the city of Chicago, do you think it might be, you know, given that what you just said, Arietta, and I have to look that up, but if Arietta is indeed better on the road... I, I, I'm not certain of that. It seems like I heard that, though. But, well, 
Well, given the, the amount of pressure that comes from the city of Chicago when the Cubs are anywhere near the playoffs and certainly when they're in it, would it be better for them to play it on the road and have more of a feeling of an underdog? I think they probably have the single best manager in the game to help them deal with pressure internally, and particularly a young club. He's good with that. So, you know, uh, I think Madden makes a difference there. Well, I'd have to agree with that as well. Um, you know, the Pirates, though, that outfield, uh, I mean, their whole their whole lineup is, is, is it would be really the, the true dichotomy of a veteran-laden uh, batting order versus a young batting order, so... Well, the difference, uh, I mean, those are two entirely different teams. Uh, Pirates make contact. The uh, Cubs miss a lot of balls. Uh, And uh, it's generally the former that does better in playoff-type situations. Yes, look at the Royals from last year. But Arietta and Lester right now seem like a pretty good one-two punch. Yeah, and I haven't been following but Lester, but I'm... He's really turned it on as of late. I mean, you know, yeah. he had an awful start, but uh, yeah. he has been he, everything. He had, had he a bullpen, and the Pirate bullpen is better than the Cub bullpen. That's for certain. It's longer. It will go. Uh, you can... They got more innings they can put on. Yeah. Well, if it shakes out as, as it does right now in the Central, goes Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs... Cubs win that wild card and they go on to play the Cardinals. Um, how do you, uh, you know, what, what will it take for the Cubs to beat the the predominant favorite? Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, at that point, it's going to uh, take a couple of people to get hot. You know, uh, I mean, they, what would the Cubs, I mean, you're going to be facing great pitching. Either, uh no matter which team uh, is in in the playoffs, you're gonna uh, you've got to have a couple of hitters that get hot, and they have to win a couple of games for you. Uh, the Cubs certainly have some hitters that can do that. Uh, the uh, but so do the Cardinals. Yeah, and, Cubs Cubs have three left with the Cardinals. They're in a series with the Pirates this right right as we speak, actually. Yes. Um, but three left with the Cardinals. I think that's almost too bad. I wish that they had, well, you know, I mean, too bad, whatever. Um, but they, they also, they have then, an, they close out the year three against the Pirates and three against the Reds, um, with the Brewers mixed in there as well. What, what do you think about them possibly overtaking the division? They got with all those head to heads against the Pirates. And if the Cardinals continue to stumble back, would you say Cubs have any sort of reasonable chance to believe no, I don't think so. All right. Well, there you go. So jumping over to the far more fascinating uh, and American League, um, let's talk Texas Rangers for a second. Whew. How uh, about that, huh? The, uh, you know, and I wonder what kind of rivalry that is in Texas now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, now that Houston is in the uh, same league, uh, has that developed into something that I'm kind of unaware of? But uh, it is interesting. I mean, I seem to be, look at Texas as the underdogs here, you know, and Houston hasn't won since uh, Walt Weiss played short for the Braves. Uh, <laughs> the uh, and the 
they, they've been so bad. They've been such a story. Uh, they've been so bad for so long that this year has been such a resurgence that they've been somewhat the darlings of baseball. But now it seems like uh, the Rangers are the underdogs. Uh, some of, they've made so many stupid decisions at times. Uh, I wonder if Cole Hamels knew what he was getting into uh, by coming there. They have uh, Prince is a wonderful story. You know, he's sitting on his couch last year at this time, wondering if he's ever going to play again. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, having a great time. Uh, they're they're a fun team right now. Um, although I don't like Cole Hamels. Uh, no, we've talked about that before, and I will echo it as well. I am not a Cole Hamels fan myself. So, But he does, I mean, his 2008 postseason was pretty phenomenal. And so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, he really, I mean, he's got that mentality. He's the guy you want out there in this time of year. I hate to admit it. Um, yeah, huge series going on right now with uh, yeah. uh, between the two of them. I, I would say just budding rivalry. And I hope that it, it, it continues. I'm just amazed how well Texas has done in lieu of you Darvish having been lost. I mean, how much better are oh, they? I know. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they could have best record in the American League easy if they have you uh, Darvish on that squad right now. And well, and they, you know, when they got Cole Hamels, that's what they were talking about was, uh, you know, look at what a one-two punch they will have next year. Yeah, yeah, and and of the big trades that were made at the deadline, this is the one with the most future to it, Um, you know, guaranteed, next to Tulo with the Blue Jays. But let's talk about that. Troy Tulowitzki with a very freak injury that, you know, I forget the name of it, but it's something that you don't jump back from too quickly. Uh, How much do you think that affects the, the Blue Jays and all their good vibe? Oh, I think it hurts their good vibe a little bit, but uh, you know he had not made much of a contribution to them. His presence, you know, they started to win when he was on the field, and I think uh, defensively they were so much better uh, with him there. People forget. I mean, as good a hitter as as he is, he's probably the best fielding shortstop, uh, at least in the American League. Yeah. Uh, and now um, the. Uh, I, I it's sad to me because he seems to be one of those guys that will always be injured. I mean, uh, a man, Griffey, all of these people that whose careers are what could they have been? Yeah, the Griffey, that's a good comparison because you know I was getting excited about seeing him in the playoffs finally. Yeah, you know, and and with Griffey, it was the same kind of thing. I mean, he goes over to Cincinnati, and you know, you think that that's going to be. You know, in a division that was a lot weaker at that point in time, you know. Um, but I, I still, you know, Toronto to me, uh, something from when the, 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 you know, they almost sweep the Yankees in four games. They don't win the final game of that series, but R.A. Dickey went into the eighth and ninth inning. Um, oh, R.A. Dickey's been throwing better. Yeah. And what a, what a, you know, what a way to mix it up. They have the, uh, probably the most dynamic rotation in all of baseball right now. Um, as far as like what they can throw at you to 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 throw off a a a, a team that you're going to see multiple times, um, but um, anyway, so the Yankees. No, I don't know if I would agree with that, but go ahead. Oh, you wouldn't? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, who who would you? Uh, don't say the Dodgers. That's too easy. Yeah, well, right. That, I mean, instantly, I'm thinking the Dodgers. You know, if uh, you want to have two starters going into the playoffs that are pitching pretty well. Mm. <laughs> uh, but you, but who do you have as their? Then, f- then the Cubs. 
yeah. you know, the, uh, I, um, there are. All right, quickly. Number three starter for the Dodgers in the postseason. Uh, number three, it might be Alex Wood. Okay, so let's 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 just pretend. He's pitched well. He has pitched well. He has pitched well. I mean, he always was. You know, we always knew he'd be a good middle of the rotation guy, um, as long as that delivery doesn't just ruin him at some point. But um, okay, let's say it's Blue Jays Dodgers in the World Series. You know, Blue Jays go three deep easy with Burley Price, and then you know this this wild card a knuckleballer which you know destroys certain hitters careers at times um i don't know that r.a dickey's not the he's not phil necro you know i mean uh nor will he ever be and uh he's he gets on a good streak uh but he throws a hard knuckleball uh and that's not the type that messes up your swing that much it's not like uh i mean there were so many players that just didn't want to play against phil necro saying willie stargell famously uh didn't want to play against him and uh saying that it messed up his swing for a week uh because the ball is floating uh the hard knuckleball doesn't mess you up as much sutcliffe threw a hard knuckleball people forget that Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, recent memory uh, was it Wakefield? Yeah, well, Wake, Wakefield was more like Noxy. He just didn't. He wasn't the same type of pitcher. Right. Well, so all right. Well, yeah, you can always throw the Dodgers. I guess that's fair. But then you also got to think about like Hutchinson and Estrada. I mean, you know, the the depth on that bullpen is on that rotation, especially if one goes to the bullpen. Pirates go. Their third pitchers, J. A. Happ, who hasn't lost you know since uh they've um got him from or you know since the trade deadline true um well let's keep going here uh the yankees um seems like now it's it's pretty much set that they will have one of the two wild cards um let's start there would you agree with that that at the very least we'll see the yankees in the wild card it looks that way okay so given that um what it <laughs> What do you think of the fountain of youth at this point? <laughs> what do you think of the fountain that he's drinking from? Well, uh, <laughs> one thing, you know, uh, the they've acted like 30 and 40-year-olds, uh, or mid-30, and, you know, in A-Rod, however old he is. <laughs> uh, and the... Uh, and Teixeira's broken, and A-Rod has just looked exhausted. Uh, you know, the, and uh, <laughs> there can't be anything that speaks uh, more. I mean, I'm sure A-Rod must have to get tested every day. I don't know. I mean, uh, which doesn't mean he can't break them, but... It, they, <laughs> I you know I I'm not I'm not going I don't even want to think that they're juicing right now. I mean their bodies have already been so distorted, you know that they're not the same humans that you know their parents brought onto this earth. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, so you think Yankees though? It, it's somewhat of a foregone conclusion that they'll be one and done, or no, no, they could they might win that one game. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, uh, you know, as bad as Sabathia uh, has been, it's a great game the other night. Yeah. You know, uh, 
the uh, and he's probably their fourth starter. You know, there's there's no telling what the. I mean, when you have a bunch of old veterans like that, uh, they can get up for one game. I, do I think they're going to win the division series? No. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you're right. They can get up for one game, and really, you only have to get to about the six because their bullpen is. Yeah, you know, yeah, Patansis right. is some somewhat unreal to me at this moment in time. But let's look at potential matchups then. Let's say that Toronto wins that division. If it's Yankees-Houston or Yankees-Texas and the game is in the Bronx, which one do they have a better chance against? Um, I think they have a better chance against Houston. Yeah. I don't uh, – Houston has uh, – only because – Cole Hamels can, he could do it by himself. Right. You know, I mean, and Houston doesn't have, they may have a better pitcher than Cole Hamels, but they don't have one that is more prepared to go into playoffs. But everybody said the same thing about John Lester last year, you know, so or, uh, you, you can never tell. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Keichel, um, Cy Young for you at this point? Might He might be. Uh, I would have to look at um, price. Price is a pretty sound argument, you know. Yeah, even though he's he split time across two teams, he's they're both in the American League. It's not like yes, that's what it is. Uh, the uh, I I don't know. I would I haven't paid that much attention to the American League, but I would have to say probably right now he's Cy Young. I it's, can't think of anybody else. Well, I mean, as far as stats are concerned, Keuchel is at tops in ERA. And he's near the top and wins. I think he only has one less than King Felix. You could say King Felix, but his ERA has ballooned for yeah, him. Uh, yeah, for him in the last couple of months. So I, I think it's Keuchel. So uh, it, it looks that way. Yeah, and why not? I mean, that team deserves some kind of award, I would think, because of the year. Somebody it, needs some 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 recognition for how well they've done and how well they've done, even though they're all of their. Uh, scouting was stolen by the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now the Central, Kansas City. Um, they have not done well rec- of recent. Um, uh, sounds like a plane <laughs> c- coming down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it really does. And and specifically Cueto. So, a I guess what's wrong with Johnny Cueto? Even he can't seem to put a put words to it. Do we think he's hurt, or has he been hurt this year? I he makes me or reminds me so much of Louis Tion, and I know that he has tried to do this. I mean, you know, his delivery is somewhat, you know, copies Tion. Tion was, you know, he had great years, then he'd go into a slump, and then he'd have another great year. Um, Neither of them are great physical specimens, you know. There, uh, uh, there have been other Bartolo Colones. There have been Mickey Loliches and people like this. You know, Cueto's a big boy. So was Tion. You know, and Tion didn't take care of himself. You never saw him without a cigar in his mouth and a drink in his hand, and he was just having a. <laughs> he was El Presidente, El Tiante. You know, and uh, and I think Cueto's the same guy. I mean, he's a guy that can carry you forever but 
he's liable to have some bad streaks. And I think, I mean, there's so many parts to his delivery. Yeah. Uh, it's got to, you know, and he can't be having some pitching coach telling him what to do. Nobody would have ever told him to do all of that stuff, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, let's let's just, they're going to win that division, obviously. I think they yeah. may have clinched a minute ago for all we know, but. You know, game one of their division series, um, they will most likely draw, I mean, a division winner. Let's say it's Toronto. Uh, They're running up against David Price. Do you still pick Cueto to start that game? Because that's why they got him. You know, they fully admit to that. They went out and got him to start that game one. Um, Or would you give it to someone like a Giordano Ventura? Who has pitched better since Cueto got there. Yeah. Yeah. and and that could have something to do with less pressure on, oh, well, on his mind. Oh, it could be. Uh, I, I, per, who knows? I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in their manager, but uh, I <laughs> would can't imagine why. Uh, but I, uh, I probably would start the hottest pitcher at the time. Yeah. Um. On that team. Yeah, and then. Uh, Kind of lastly, well, I mean, we could talk Minnesota for a second. I, I, they got to be the the surprise story of the year, if not more than the Astros. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but Cleveland. I and I, I mean, Cleveland has they've got good pitching. I but as for surprise of the year, I have to still think that Seattle and. The White Sox are surprises as well. In the uh, negative sense. <laughs> right. But they I understand are, that. Uh, the um, Cleveland, um, I'd, I'd love to see Cleveland get into it. Uh, I don't think Minnesota has the pitching. Uh, I mean, I think they're, they're about as good as they're going to be right now. Um, the uh, I, and What, they're 10 games uh, out. But I, I, the Indians, I think, could put – they're a team that could put on – a late push here. I'd have to look at their schedules too, to see who they're playing and whatnot. And um, but I would think Cleveland has a better chance than the Twins. Well, here, here's here's uh, here's the Twins for you. They've got uh, the Tigers, uh, two more in this current series, then then three more later on. They got the Angels for three, but then there's still six games left with the Indians. Um, so. I don't know, but I mean, it, it, all of this is moot because you still have to overtake either Texas or Houston. Right. So. Right. So. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I uh, I mean, what a year for them, um, regardless of if they make the playoffs or not for the Twins, and then Cleveland. You know, this is great, but really, they should have been better this year. I mean, I I, I couldn't. They t- have. They've gotten a lot better by giving us some of their bad contracts. You know, <laughs> this, this is true. That, Open up some of those spots for. Oh, yeah, I mean uh, that's kind of the wave of the future. Uh, and that's a way of doing. It. The Red Sox have done that. You know. Yeah, that's true. The Dodgers, the uh, Marlins. That's what you know, uh, and that's what we're doing too, in a weird sort of way. You know. But, yeah, but let's not talk about the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet mercy of God. Um, all right, so. Going, uh, let's go first to third here and jump to the Mets. They're the biggest story in baseball right now. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. All right, I would as well. And and Cespedes, just quick, I mean, he's out of his mind, out of out of this world. Do you give him the MVP? No. No? Still Harper? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I'm sorry. The, the switching from 
leagues. I don't know. This is the Manny uh, Ramirez thing when Manny came to the Dodgers and just had that unbelievable finish to the year, and then they found out he was yeah juicing there <laughs> yeah <laughs> with an IV. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but it's, you know, and Cespedes is doing the same thing that Manny did then. Yeah, over about the same amount of time. There's no way either should be the MVP. You got to be there the whole time. Yeah, I agree with that. Or, so. or at least mo- you, uh, you know, you you could give it to what's his name on the Cubs who didn't come up until May or something. But oh, Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I mean, he's he's rookie like, of the year. Yeah, but. for certain. Although you know, what was it? Those two guys that look like IT specialists on the Giants. <laughs> they they present a good argument, but. Um, so, but Cespedes with the Mets, the hottest team in all of baseball right now, the, he's the positive, the negative that was, you know, the, some of the heat is burned off on this admittedly, but Harvey, Matt Harvey in this whole innings limit debate. So, um, a, who do you blame for that becoming the snafu that it was? Boris. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, uh, I, first of all, innings. <laughs> innings I mean they're uh innings don't mean anything you throw 170 pitches in a game over nine innings that's going to do a lot more damage to your arm than if you pitched 85 in nine innings uh innings mean nothing Harvey <laughs> has he for a strikeout pitcher he never throws the ball. He's like Kurt Schilling in that sense. He's had three innings this year that were called stressful, 30-pitch innings. Three. Uh, So his inning count, whatever it is, is so much. uh, I mean, it's all about pitches in terms of wear and tear on your arm. Now, I realize in today's world, the uh, where pitchers have to throw max effort all the time. And that's got to be one of the reasons we have so many breaking down is that every pitch is a max effort pitch. Uh, I grew up at a time where pitchers coasted through certain parts of the lineup uh, and uh, really bore down. These were words that you heard constantly uh, on, you know, the, you know, on the middle of the lineup. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, the uh, you bear down on everybody, uh, and if you only pitch, you know, a hundred innings or a hundred pitches, which is kind of the way uh, pitchers are trained now. Uh, nobody throws them to, uh, you know, from high school through college. Although college uses arms more than any, anybody. Uh, yeah. The uh, but through uh up in through the minor leagues and stuff pitchers are kind of trained to throw 100 pitches max um well harvey doesn't throw that many pitches you know it, the idea that this is what uh this is the amount that he should throw uh since he had tommy john surgery nobody knows that you know, dr job doesn't know it dr andrews doesn't know it nobody knows uh Every arm is different. Uh, the uh, and so much of it has to do with the uh, the training of an arm and its elasticity, the uh, kinetics of the arm. Mike Marshall, you know, uh, he got his doctorate in kinesiology, 
the this is the pitcher who threw 104 uh, in 104 games one year. Uh, nobody has ever thrown as many. Now he did his arm did eventually break down, but he has a, a whole school and everything teaching people to throw underhand, to throw sidearm, uh, to take off the stress that's uh, that's put on the arm. Um, and I mean, we know uh, the you can't go back to the dead ball area era because I mean, some are even throwing underhand, uh, but you can look at the way pitchers in the 70s threw. I mean, they decreased in the 50s, you know, where, where Robin Roberts was throwing the most uh, innings of anybody uh, in the game. But in the 70s, when your 60s and 70s, when you had your, your Koufax and Marischals and Drysdales and these people, th- and Gibson, uh, you mentioned throwing 300 innings, uh, I mean, three, yeah, 300 innings in a year. Uh, these arms were trained to do this. Uh, the uh, people like Carlton have very long careers. Seaver uh, throwing uh, that many innings. Yeah. Uh, now that doesn't. I mean, there still have been people like Satchel Page, you know, who would show his arm. Uh, I mean, it, it seemingly had no muscle in it whatsoever. He was rail thin, and he'd go out and throw four games in a week and throw them all and threw hard. You know, so. Arms can be trained to uh, pitch differently than they than they are today. Yeah, we we've talked about this. We talked amongst ourselves about this Harvey issue, and um, you know we're in a, a Tommy John epidemic. We could argue that this is like the Tommy John era of pitchers, but oh yeah, I mean that that being said, you look at what happened with Strasburg. You know, whatever three years ago you know, the nationals and that whole thing Um, with the game changing. And, and you, you called it the corporatization of the game that, that now the concern of the pitcher is, is, is their arm as a commodity instead of, yeah. The decrease in uh, since the seventies and Fergie Jenkins throwing, you know, 30 complete games and stuff. uh, The, decrease uh in innings pitched by uh starting pitchers has goes hand in hand with the tremendous rise in salaries and uh the more the sal- the higher the salaries get the less pitchers throw each year we're down to uh the average starting pitcher throwing uh barely 5 innings anymore uh the um and that's uh, and so much, but innings again mean nothing. It's the pitches, and pitchers tell you this all the time. John Smoltz talks all the time about uh, stress pitches and non-stress pitches. And this is somebody, you know, who did have Tommy John surgery and should have had probably should have had it three or four times. You know, uh, so well considering that <laughs> we're we're talking about a Mets team with a, a history of pitchers such as Tom Seaver. I mean, what are the, you know, New York itself was in an uproar about this. Um, what is the long-term impact of Matt Harvey with that team and with that city, given the fact that, you know, he overshot his mouth when he probably should have just deferred to, you know, the team doctors and, and just say, you know what, I prepare to pitch every fifth game. You know, if they tell me otherwise, I'll deal with it then. But, you know. Well, f- first of all, uh, the... Um 
the some of the ideas where they were just going to pitch him like one more time, let him skip three weeks and then come back or two weeks and then come back. That sort of thing, uh, again, how is what's that going to do to his arm? Is he going to be able – will his arm be in condition to throw at that time? Uh, an extra day off is a great thing but uh, for a pitcher. Uh, but they could have avoided all of this earlier. Uh, the uh, Well, how so? Right, uh, by giving him days off throughout the season. True. I mean uh I get yeah. All right, the, yeah. I understand. Uh now as to his what is this doing to his chances of staying in New York? Um the uh he really likes the New York lifestyle from everything I've heard. You know, he uh He's a dark knight. Yeah, I mean and uh the so I think he will want to stay in New York. Now he might very well stay in New York and not be a Met anymore. Uh, the, um, but I don't think you know, so much of what he does is determined by the fact that Boris is his agent. You know, and uh, the uh, Boris never, you know, he always wants his players to uh, become free agents. I mean, to test the market. You know, he believes that he can always do better that way. He does not believe in hometown deals and whatnot. So I don't know how much the Mets uh, will be in a position to sign Harvey, you know, in, anyway. so Right. But when you're on a team where your captain is, you know, David Wright, who will go play with, you know. A broken spine. <laughs> with a broken spine. You know, let's look at the playoffs. I mean, the Mets are going to be there. They're going to win that division. Um, and you know, I'll tell you one game. If uh, I'm Terry Collins, uh, the uh, and I, I, I can't remember if I ever saw Terry Collins play ball. But uh, anyway, if I was Terry, and hence I'm saying if I was Terry Collins, you would think I would be able to remember. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Joe the, Simpson played ball with him, or their best friends, or something yeah. like that. He always talks about him. So yeah. I just can't picture him. I, uh, but anyway, uh, the uh, I would have. I would probably start Degrom anyway. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Degrom is a better pitcher than Harvey. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, just that he pitches beyond throws. More of a pitcher than a hurler, as it were. Oh, I, or... I wasn't even saying they're both. They both have serious gas. Yeah, <laughs> both throw that Louisiana fastball. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but, and, but right now I would take DeGrom more. Yeah. Okay. So that, I mean, that's a fair thing to say out front, but we're going to get into a, a series where they're squaring off with the Cardinals or the Pirates or the Dodgers, even, you know, you, you particularly yeah. the Dodgers, you have to have your best at their best and Mets minus a fully, Gassed up Matt Harvey. The playoffs, they have to have their best going. Period. Right. Or, you know, uh, all the time. Any, any kind of. Uh, it doesn't. I wouldn't say particularly against the Dodgers. I would say particularly against any team they're facing in the playoffs. Sure. Uh, and the uh, they have three pretty good starters. Uh, they really have more than that. Uh, but the uh, and I, I expect Harvey to take every time he is uh, given the ball in. Uh, the playoffs. I think that they might make him, uh, depending on how the 
schedule works out, if it was a seven-game series, he might uh, be the one who only pitches twice, you know, uh, something like that. Or once. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, you know, we're coming off of – you know, we're a barely a year removed from Madison Bumgardner pitching twice in the World Series and essentially pitching three times because that save was he pitched more innings that game than the starter did. So sure. uh, and doesn't Harvey's machismo make him think that he's kind of needs to grow a pair <laughs> when it comes to this? The uh, and you're in New York, you claim to like the lifestyle. New York, you got to be, you know. A postseason champion. You got to pony up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, I I totally agree. Uh, I see, I just believe so much of what is coming out of Harvey's mouth is coming out at the sake of Boris. I know that that stupid apology that he or not his explanation or whatever it was that yeah. was from Boris. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, do we believe that anything written on the players tribune up until this point was actually written by the athlete in the players tribune in New York? That's how you're going to communicate with your city. Really? You know, <laughs> where they have, you know, underneath every rock, there's a sports writer that's just willing to do you proud. Uh, and their radio shows every everywhere uh and the uh and he's gonna go to the players tribune I, the uh no i the whole thing is a mess it's a mess and it's so much more of a mess that uh because boris is involved with it if they do something like uh take him out uh and he only throws 60 five pitches in each start between now and the end of the season. And then he gets into uh, a second game of a playoff where he's starting the first game after the divisions. Oh, no, he uh, he's being regular division. Right? He's, his first start, and he throws 95 pitches at max effort and blows out his arm. Uh, this, you know, because it hasn't been conditioned recently. Uh, who knows? I mean, it, it's it's a mess, and it's uh, that you have an agent that's looking strictly at the dollar sign uh, that is making it a mess. I mean, it, it's the corporatization of baseball. Understood. And I think though the the real problem for me is that you know this is a this is a human being we're talking about uh, in Matt Harvey, uh, and as opposed to an antelope or some such thing. Um, He's got free will. I mean, what does this say about him and his mentality that he's not just standing up and saying, guys, you know, I get it, but guess what? I am going to go pitch like I've been pitching. How old is he? Uh, I have to look it up. uh, Early 20s. I I don't really. Athletes that... He's uh, 26. 26. That's older than I thought. Yeah. Uh, But he did have the Tommy John was out for a while. Certainly. But uh, still... I'm looking at what I was doing at 26. Uh, and had you given me that kind of money, you know, and stuff at 26, am I going to, will I be making better decisions, you know, than he's making? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, put a lot of blame on a young kid 
who is influenced great, you know, he's got the the greatest sports agent that's ever been who's telling him, I'm going to make you enough money to own your own European capital. <laughs> uh, the uh, just do what I say to do. And in the meantime, here's all the money you need. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I heard this and I agree. I forget who, who, I, who I need to credit, but that the Mets could have taken a step to just go ahead and give him a short-term deal. Because I, I have a, a counter-argument to that. He's going to get paid. I mean, even if I, I see players that have, his, that, have, that have his stuff and have demonstrated it already, um, you know, even a second injury, I don't, you know, he's still going to make money. Now, he won't make as much. And I understand that, you know, me sitting here can't really fathom when you have that consideration in your head, you know, like I, it, it could be a difference of $15 million out, a year. He blows out his arm this year. I mean, in the coming in the playoffs, the scenario I just gave, uh, it's nobody's going to sign him until he's recovered. Well, they would, I mean, but not for nearly the amount of money. I mean, not, and he's got another year and a half. So then he's 27 and a half. And then the other real year that takes to really bounce back after that, uh, yeah. normally, uh, then you're talking, uh, he's getting close to 30. He's not going to get as long, a, you know, yeah. Uh, he's not going to get a Kershaw deal. Well, that's true. Max but, Scherzer deal or whoever. Yeah. But see, Kershaw is interesting. And this goes back to the agent thing. Kershaw got his deal done before he reached free agency. Oh, I know. You know, but he had he had a better sample size without injury. I understand that as well. So, but um, you know, we're we're forgetting that the real key to the Mets rotation is Bartolo Colon. So, <laughs> all of this is moot anyway. All right. So, uh, so so there you have that. Um, so as we're uh, as we head towards October, Coach, what is your dream matchup for the World Series? Uh, probably the Cubs and Toronto. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. And the in Toronto, uh, because that city is so alive right now, and they're four million. You know, they're selling out every night. Uh, and I remember the way it used to be. Uh, Toronto's a great city. They haven't been in forever. Uh, you know, they are right with the Astros in regard of how long it's been uh, since they've been in. Uh, the Cubs. Enough know, said. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and right now I, I really like the Pirates a lot, but just, and it would be great to see the Pirates in the World Series too, but the Cubs would be such, you know. Yeah. I mean, who I want to see is in fact Pirates and Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Blue Jays are think are, are slowly, they're just, they're finding that spot in my heart, even though I, I find it really hard to believe that I, could throw support to Toronto or the Mets, and I could, in fact, be doing that, or even the Pirates, considering how much I hated them growing up, um, well, for those two years. But um, Toronto, the, the energy's great. The team is having fun. This too low setback, we'll see, but I don't really believe it's going to affect them. They could have the MVP and the Cy Young coming off of that team. Um so yeah, but uh, I, I will I will I will say my belief is it'll be uh, Toronto and Pittsburgh, but that Toronto and the Cubs would be the dream matchup. So uh, see now, I, it, oh yeah, I, you're 
you didn't ask me who I think it'll be. I was about uh, to though. So uh, okay. So we got the dream matchup. All right. Uh, what? Well, who I do don't you th- think it will be the Cubs, and I don't think it'll be the Pirates. Uh, I uh, I think the Dodgers are the only team that will beat the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I know Kershaw has not pitched well in playoff situation up until now, but I think that's just coincidental. Uh, I. Um, I think that the Dodgers could take the Cardinals. I don't think uh, the Mets are the Mets. Who knows? With their pitching, they could. You know, the way they are right now, they could. um, They're they're playing stupid. You know, they're uh, they're not thinking, and that's the way you've got to do if you're going to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, and I think Cespedes for the rest of us. That's uh, (laughs) that's an X factor that. You know, you can't you can't put enough value on. I think he can't you know. keep going like this. Carlos Beltran. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. Oh, four Carlos Beltran and, and Manny Ramirez. I mean, I there, yeah. there have been people. Uh, Yastrzemski. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can go back forever. There have been people that have had stretches, uh, but uh, ninety nine Chipper Jones, even right there. You go. Yeah. Uh, but I. Um, yeah, I I just don't see it happen. I I'll tell you one thing, he as he's getting he gets paid next year and he's going to get paid a lot. Yeah. Uh, the I mean there were uh, Detroit was kind of like we're just loaning him to the Mets. You know he, we'll, we'll sign him back. Uh, the uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, and it's going to be a fun hot stove for sure. It was a heck of a free agent crop this year, so yeah. so we'll see. I'll give you my final thought, though, about the Mets. Um, they have great potential to make it to the World Series. Obviously, a Mets-Toronto World Series is very interesting as far as energy and beleaguered fan bases, um, not to the degree of the Cubs, because nobody is to the degree of the Cubs. But you know you got the you got the the Northeast rivalry as well in Canada. You know the preeminent city in Canada versus the preeminent city in uh, in Amer- in United States. I mean it's that would be that a lot of great storylines in that one. So we shall see. Well, as always, thank you to uh, everyone listening out there on our website at runningthebases.com. You can always download these podcasts on SoundCloud and on iTunes. So. For Coach Bounds, I'm Tucker Wells. This is Running the Bases. We're coming into home. We're safe. Coach, have a good night. Good night.